Well, welcome everyone to the Pantheon. I am Ray. I'm Evie. Talking about Jessica Jones season one. This is um, this is a show that won a Peabody Award for excellence. And mm-hmm. for those who don't know what a Peabody is, uh, is they don't look for popularity. They look for stories that really connect, influential. And this was one of the few shows that ever got a Peabody Award. Cool. So, uh, it, it means something. Besides winning an, an Emmy, but it's it's actually a good show. So uh, let me throw to you, Evie. What are your initial opinions of the series? The series was good, you know, uh, women led by a woman, which is very rare, but very good. Lots of action. Um, there was emotions um, involved as well, not just fighting or whatever. About a woman who was a victim of, of um, experimental abuse, but she tried to help people, um, but kind of focused on them, although she should have, like in my opinion, in my male opinion, she looked after other people's feelings rather than herself. And that kind of messed up her life, I think. So, although still, I thought it was a great movie and very well done. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, this is my second time watching this series, and I kind of like uh, like uh, what word is they like, binged it or binged, binged the whole series, right? Yeah, yeah. So I watched this series, I think, in one sitting, which is probably insane for me to do. It's like thirteen hours. Wow. But it was it was good, and uh, what I the one here's what I picked up from watching the second time over right? because it's been a year since I saw the first season. Okay, uh, and uh, it's this. Uh, this is ground zero for Jessica Jones. This is. Uh, because when my impression of her always was a very hard edge, um, potty mouth. Well, not potty mouth, but like say, yeah. what, say what she wants to say. You know, like sure. flippant. Because the word is flippant. Flippant uh, character, mm-hmm. and this is when she becomes that. Uh, and because the graphic, the title is basically Jessica Jones, but it's like a glass broken. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't understand if there was a meaning behind that, and, and the, there is a meaning. It's because it's. The surface of her, it's like her life is fragile. It's it's yeah. it's cracking. Um, um, mm. It's 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 basically coming undone, uh, well, and because of this, this character Kil- Kilgrave. So yeah. uh, w- what we're seeing, we're, we're brought into the story. Her she opens with a narration, kind of like Dexter, kind of sardonic. But mm-hmm. she starts off. Uh, it takes place one year after uh, the incident. Her freeing herself from Kilgrave, and. Sure. The show is very dark. I think, well, first of all, this show has some really dark themes, uh, both like rape, uh, drug abuse, slightly, I would say gaslighting, but that's sort of what the character of like, Kilgrave does to you, sort of, in that sense. Mm-hmm. There are some very serious and hard-edged themes. And what I like about this is that they don't, it's not like an episode of the week where they have a episode of either grief or rape. or That storyline will carries on and progresses and is done tastefully and respectfully through the entire series. You're right about that. I never thought about that. And, yeah. And suicide. Suicide is also a very heavy incident in, in yes. this show. And it takes different uh, forms. Uh, the motivation for Jessica Jones is a girl named Hope. Uh, mm. Hope Shotman, played by Erin Moriarty, who plays Starlight in the Boys series. Uh, and it's she's there for, I think, for the first nine episodes. And it's it's the driving force for her character. And what I, what I like about this the first episode, because that's what really kicks it in, is that uh, we, she's she's recovering from her incident with Kilgrave, and uh, she is she spent a year with, her, with, her, with a year ago with her uh, adopted sister Trish. Right. Six months, and within six months after 
So like six months later, she moved out, opened up her own detective agency, and she had the first several cases working with Jerry, mm. spying on people, uh, getting photos of people who want um, divorce or yeah. have material today, so they won't settle, so they won't have to like pay in court. So, yeah. so when you meet her and Jerry, uh, she's been working with Jerry for six months, and so there wasn't a very hard edge. Uh, relationship. It's because of the fact that Kilgrave is forcing her hand to because uh, like when it, the minute she finds out that Hope has been captured by um, Kilgrave, mm-hmm. it's fight or flight. Yeah, because she's she's been a victim herself, and right. the first thing she wants to do is just get get away. So she calls uh, Jerry. She goes, "I want an advancement of, the, of my last gig, like right now." And, and right. Jerry, says, "Well, you have to go through payroll. You got to wait." Then she goes to Trish, her 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 adopted sister, who's rich, who she, she hasn't spoken to in six months. But but because she's like frantic, she has to like get out of town. She's willing to like like let go of her like inhibitions and like say ask beg for money to get out. Yeah. Of, she wants to leave town. She even uses uh, Hope's credit card that was stolen from thing, but which was canceled. Like she. Yeah. But then she realizes to save Hope, a victim like herself, she has to face Kilgrave. Yeah. And whole series, and she's just suffering PTSD. Now here's something I want to ask you because this this is one of the cool things that I did not pick up at all on the first one. She does such a mantra to help calm herself down. She right. focuses on a memory of street names. So she yeah. does, kind of reminds me of uh, Inception, where he spins a top to get himself centered to know where he, if it's reality or not. Yeah. She has these memories of these four streets that where she used to live as a child right. to help her calm herself. Right. Is that yeah. an actual technique that people use to help like center themselves? To Sometimes. Your- oh yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, helps them focus and to get back on track of doing things. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a thing. Like it's ground zero. So you see her. She's she was friendly working with Jerry. Uh, she was she she opened up her own business for the first mm-hmm. time. And then all of a sudden, this comes on her lap, and now she is the the man who caused her. She she still suffers uh, PTSD with. Mm-hmm. She has to embrace it, fight that PTSD every mm-hmm. every step of the way. Yeah, fight sure. her fear of him. What he what he did to her, controlling her. Because yeah, she yeah. was a murder that she did not want to do. She was controlled by him. But underneath it all, she's dealing with the weight of great dramatic stress, but has to put on an exterior of taking control of the situation and moving forward. So when I look at the glass, the broken glass with her name on it, it's it's because that's her life. She's solid as a rock, but on the surface, she's coming undone. Mm-hmm. And so she has to be a little bit bitter and hard-edged to to get what she wants quickly because it's just that kind of life and death scenario with her. And my feeling is she wasn't that hard edge. When we, when, when we first meet her in the series, she's actually a really nice person, but we, we're catching her on that one bad day, like Joker's uh, uh, right. joke. It takes one bad day. This is her one bad week. And mm-hmm. she started, she has to have this perpetual stress uh, sure. going and, and reliving her own trauma in order to save this one girl who's now been uh, victimized by the person who victimized her. Uh, and I should, we should mention that Kilgrave, you should mention this. So what's Kilgrave's power in this one, in this series, sorry? I would say like mind control. You know, I don't know how he does it, but yeah, yeah, the mind control thing was definitely big, you know, uh, like he knew um, uh, how to do that. I've never seen... I've seen people uh, manipulate other people, like to get what they want. Mm-hmm. But the mind control, I don't know about. Like, anyway. No, it's good. Like, I mean, yeah, there's mentalists. They have other things like that. But like this one is, uh, yeah. But they, they kind of reveal like what his what the source of his power is, and that's yeah. 
much later in the series. But uh, I I like this in the sense that uh, when I watched it the second time around, I kind of like again I, I went through the whole thing and so I had a better appreciation of it almost in real time. Oh, wow. Twenty-four, where you see everything. Okay. Else. Um, the flashback. There's one flashback in this uh, that when you watch it, it actually means nothing. But in the grand scheme of the whole series, it, it means everything. And that's the there's a scene. I think it's in one of the season episodes two or three. I can't remember where um, she's about to become a superhero, and she talks to Trish, and Trish is like. She's like, are you are you kidding me? I would love to be a superhero. You don't know how lucky you have it. And then just like, what are you talking about? I mean, you have, you know, you're rich. You have fame. You have money. You have, you know, people adoring fans. You know, why would you want to have a life of a superhero? We don't realize yet that Trish. There is an obsession with Trish, but it's at this point it's very subtle. We don't know the extent of her yeah. state. You know, you're right. With Malcolm, I mean, he has an addiction problem. He's a heroin addict. Mm-hmm. This one, so he was um, initially someone who was manipulated by by Kilgrave. I'll, we'll yeah. reveal that. And by putting him on, on on heroin, just made him basically like guarantee locks locks lock and barrel to obey uh, Kilgrave for his orders. Mm-hmm. Jessica is able to relieve uh, release him from uh, that that vicious cycle. True. Uh, what did you think of that? Like, what did you think of how they handled those types of stuff? Malcolm, I find, I found, you know, helping people all the time. Um, but he has other problems that, that he should take care of first, which is my opinion, you know. But he doesn't know that until, like I'd say, the end of this season. Yeah, it's a great story. But I'm glad, uh, like that, and uh, right at the end, she she learned how to take care of herself or start taking care of herself, which was cool. You know, so, yeah, I liked it. Did you have a favorite line or favorite scene in the series? Or, sorry, the season? Um, yeah, I would say, um, like, the very end, when, he, when she stands up to Kilgrave, so she's finally standing up for herself. And I'm like, yeah, go Jessica, you know, for once she's standing up uh, for herself, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's a line from Malcolm. I thought it was the most profound line in this in this show for me. Malcolm is French or uh, uh, from or he's Louisiana, I guess he is. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember. He, so there's a scene where uh, he, he puts the neighbor, um, I think it's not Robin, Forgot the neighbor, the the next door neighbor, because uh, yeah. he gets killed by Kilgrave, right? He yeah. dumps the body in the water to save, because the body was killed in Jessica's apartment. Right, yeah. And he says two lines, well, two sentences. And the, and the translate, he basically, he's, he goes, um, I, I'm going to paraphrase it, I don't know the actual wording, but it's he says, to go to heaven, you don't have to have a beautiful funeral to, to be welcome to heaven. Yeah. Uh, and then he dumps the body. Uh, yeah, you're right, in the river. So I just thought that was a very profound perspective and, and what he said. Like, it's sort of like a prayer, but like, yeah, you don't have to have a, like a, a ritzy, glamorous to be accepted in heaven. You know, and he mm-hmm. Yeah. So that just stood by me. I thought that was very profound. So with that, let's get into double feature. So what okay. compliment this or series that would compliment this series? Um, wow. There's just a whole whole lot of things in this 
I would say the Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. So Empire, how? how? Why did I come to this con- conclusion? Yeah. It's because, uh, well, it's because, uh, you know, um, Luke Skywalker, farm boy, you know, doesn't know who he is, has to um, kill his father, stand up for himself. You know, uh, you've got people like along the way, Princess Leia and Han Solo, just to um, guide him, you know. And he doesn't uh, believe in himself uh, by the end of the third movie. He starts realizing, yeah, I'm a Jedi. I don't have to do what people want. You know, uh, I can be me despite my problems. Okay. All right. Well, I did something... I, I went to the 1990s. There's a movie called Blue Steel with Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Um, and Ron Silver. She plays like a rookie cop, and she uh, kills like a convenience store robber. Mm-hmm. In the in the store, there's a stock a, tra- a trader, right? Uh, who's a com- sorry, commodities broker. Okay. And uh, he steal he picks up the gun of, of the robber and takes it with him, and then he goes on a shooting a shooting spree with that oh. gun. But because the, when the investigations come in, they believe she shot an unarmed man because there's no gun in the crime scene. So she has to find a way to clear her name. Oh, wow. So she's under uh, being investigated because she they believe, because there's no uh, gun in the crime scene, and she she saved the day, um, but uh, it's now under investigation for being reckless. <clears throat> and the actual gun is being now being used to kill many people uh, oh. with the psychotic commodities broker. And uh, it's... And it's just that idea of what hope went through, and just having a guy who's just a man, a man who's who's manipulating your life, wow. your life in living hell, mm. and wow. uh, and living in a, a, a kind of a, a fear state of did I do it? Did I not? Did I did I not see the gun? Did I was there mm. a gun? Mm. And questioning yourself and your reality mm. uh, again, not necessarily gaslighting yourself, but like questioning your if, if your, your your ability. And and then and then having this an actual evil man mm. on the street that you could have stopped or did not stop. Right. So I thought those were uh, some parallels with that. And well, for rating, I'm gonna give this uh, TV this show an eight out of ten. I thought it was really solid. Um, I liked it more on the second go round. Not that I recommend watching a series more than once, but seeing it again, you appreciate it and see more things than that you probably missed the first time around. And after seeing, I and after you and you and I have seen the entire Netflix series, the catalog mm-hmm. of series, so we know where all the shows or uh, characters end up in. True. Uh, yeah. Looking back in terms of along the lens, um, you you start to see all the seeds, if you will, that lead up into uh, we get to the finale. Okay. So in that sense, I thought it was, I knew there was more to come, so I gave it an eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah, I would um, do that. Do that too. Um, give her like an eight. And your ideas are good in that. More her um, explanation have a lot of things in them which I didn't th- think about. So good for you. That's awesome. Oh, thanks, man. That's okay, awesome. Well, let's get into the emails now. Okay. Buford mailbag song. Hit it. Letters. I get letters. So many and letters. I'll go first. Okay. So the first one we have is uh, okay. I, if I butcher this, I apologize to uh, this person. I believe it's pronounced Abhijay Sharma. Okay. 
and he, he's from Duluth, Manitoba. Mm-hmm. He, he writes, uh, it's a great show. Kristen Witter uh, was great. David Tennant never disappoints. Luke Cage was good. I forgot Luke Cage. I, we never even mentioned Luke Cage in this series. But Luke yeah. Cage was good. And every character had something about themselves which made it appear different than her teammate, who was a lawyer by day, stands out in its own way. Mm-hmm. Rip Pender from Sarasota, Florida says again, I hated it. Yeah. Jason Gonzalez from New York City. And he writes, I love Kristen Ritter's performance and I love her as Jessica. She has the talent, the attitude, and the heart to play Jessica Jones. Take note, Marvel Studios. This is how you did, sorry, this is how you do a female character unlike Cough Cough, Captain Marvel. She doesn't have to be perfect. It's okay for characters to have flaws because that's what makes all characters strong. But uh, Richard Holtz from New York says, super hero fan or not, I would recommend this for you for spending your valuable time on. It's not perfect, but something's different, uh, entertaining, and engaging. Absolutely. And just before we end this off, I have to agree, we never even mentioned Luke Cage. I mean, he has a huge section in this series. Um, she's kind of a, of a peeping Tom. She, uh, she, she's actually spying on him, and it's not even a case. I thought she, he was actually a case. Okay. Uh, she is flawed. She's kind of <laughs> creepy in her own right. But uh, it's it's good. It's uh, and and you, you're getting you, and we get to see Luke Cage uh, after her life like, from Seagate, like how his what happened to him after the fact. Yeah. But be, but five months before he goes into uh, Harlem. So, yeah. And I just want to mention too, like the hermetically sealed uh, room. That's where um, uh, Kilgrave was put into. Mm-hmm. That's my word th- today. Hermetically, se- hermetically. I didn't know what that word meant. It means airtight. Okay, uh, yeah. That, that doesn't allow air to go through. And Ant-Man couldn't go through to get to um, the yellow jacket in the, in the movie. And, and, and Kilgrave can't talk outside this room, and he couldn't escape. And right. It's uh, just, I didn't know what that word meant, and it was kind of cool. So that was my educational experience for the day. It's cool. Hermet- hermetically sealed. That Way to go. Something that is airtight. So that's yes, exactly. So cool. I learn every day. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So with that, uh, Evie, I want to say thank you. Uh, I'm Ray. I'm Evie. We'll talk to you next week. You a PI? I'm just trying to make a living. You know, booze costs money, usually. Jessica Jones. I saw you. What do you want to know? Can you punch through a wall? Stop moving car? A slow moving car. The way I see it, being a hero just puts a target on your back. I've been there, done that. What if there was someone else out there? But his ability was to make people do whatever he wanted. You have no idea what I've done. What he made me do. Jess, he isn't here now. Well, he's always here. Yes? You'd like to invite me in? Absolutely. Kilgrave leaves a trail of broken people behind him. He made me jump for hours as high as I could. He said I was never as good as you. 
He's back. He's coming for me. Let's start now. No! Jessica, I'm the only one who matches you. But we're inevitable. Oh my God. God didn't do this. The devil did. And I'm gonna find him.